Good morning and welcome to episode 14 of the Morning Light Show. In today's episode, I'm going to talk you through, I'm going to actually take you back in my life a little bit, back to 2010 when I was struggling with a decision and how I came to make the decision. And the reason I'm inspired to talk about this today is because I have a client that's in a similar scenario and I kind of feel like there's people around me that are going through similar things right now where they're wanting a change, they're wanting to reinvent some area of their life, but they're really not sure which way to go. So in this episode, I'm going to share with you a story about how I made a pretty big decision in my life in a very counterintuitive way, but it actually worked out pretty well. Welcome to the Morning Light Show. I'm your host, Adair Cates. This show will offer you insights and inspiration to free your spirit, open your heart, and start your day off light and bright. I had a call with a client this week who is really struggling to make a decision about how he and his family are ready. They're ready for something different. They're ready to reinvent an area of their life and actually really a lot of areas of their life. They want to make a pretty big change. And as I was coaching with him and talking with him, it just became abundantly clear that he was relying on a lot of old mindsets and ways of being to think through the decision. And anytime we're at this place of struggle with a decision, I find that the more confused you are, the more opportunity there will be, the more clarity there will be when you finally know which way to go. So as we talked through things, what I realized was his he still had too much information that he needed to learn. And when we try to make a decision without having all the pieces in place and having all the information that we need, sometimes we make that decision too quickly. And I don't believe that there are right or wrong decisions. I think that you just make decisions as you go and you do what you think is best at the time. And then you make changes from there. If the decision doesn't work for you, you just make a new decision down the line. So I'm not a person who believes in, you know, regrets or bad decisions or anything like that. But for him, it was just an opportunity to see that he he was, his mind space was still too cloudy and too confused for him to be able to make a good decision because there's more information that he needs to figure out. And in the meantime, um, as he's gathering this information, we didn't really talk a lot about this, but it's an insight that's come to me since. And I will definitely be sharing this episode with him and sharing this with him when I coach with him next is when you're at a place of confusion with your decision and seeking more information and getting that information, there's also a couple other steps that you can take to help get to a place of clarity. And that's what this episode today is all about. So I'm drinking my coffee this morning out of a mug that I got at Starbucks back in 2010. So all these pieces are kind of starting to come together now. And the mug says reinvent. And 2010 was a year of reinvention for my husband and I. And we started off the year 
And we were definitely in a place that we weren't super excited about, but we both made a pretty big commitment to change our lives in a big way. In 2010, we were living in Asheville, North Carolina, and we both decided we wanted to write a daily blog. Now, my husband's feat was much greater than my feat was. He actually wrote and recorded a song every single day for the year of 2010. So look up look up chriscates.com and you can find that information on his website. So he took on this really awesome creative feat of writing a new song a day as a way to reinvent his life. He was in a place he wasn't super excited about. And for me, I decided I was going to write a daily blog post based on the principle that I want to talk to you about today about how you can change your life and make a decision when you don't know which way to go. And the principle is to follow the good feeling. And so I called the blog, follow the feeling. And it's probably out there somewhere still. I haven't even tried to look for it lately, but just started a blog. And every single day, the purpose of the blog was to write about things in my life that felt good, things that made me happy, all the positive aspects, as Abraham, one of my favorite teachers would say, all the positive aspects of my life. And that's what I did for a whole year. My entire focus to reinvent my life was to focus on the good feeling things around me. So I'd heard about this in all the self-help world that I ran in and all the stuff I listened to. And Abraham, as I said before, was a big, big proponent of that. So I did that. And of course, just like anything, I, I didn't really even know what change I wanted. I just know that that mug and the word reinvent was was definitely the key term for the year of 2010 in my life. So I moved forward and what I did every single day, it was very similar to what I do now. I wrote gratitude in my journal. And then as I went through the day, I just looked for things that made me happy and things that I could appreciate. At the time, just to kind of give you a picture of where our life was, we were living in Asheville. I was teaching and I was a little bitter about being a teacher because two years before I had quit my job to write a book and become a speaker and a coach, similar work to what I'm doing today, and failed miserably and ended up having to go back and and teach. And so in 2010, I was teaching Spanish and in the rut and the routine of that and not not loving it at all. And um, my husband was helping his brother build his recycling business. So he was pretty much picking up trash every single day and had a brutal commute, 45 minutes, which gosh, now in Atlanta, I'm thinking that's like nothing. That's kind of like an easy commute in Atlanta, but for him going up and down the mountain, 45 minutes a day. And then me just, you know, not loving my job. There were some things I did enjoy about my work, but in general, just knew that I, we wanted our life to be different than it was at the time. So we, I set off on this adventure of every day writing a blog post about, you know, what's good in my life and focusing on the good and things really did start to shift. So First, the first thing that happened for us is that we just started getting curious about like, where could we go outside of Asheville? Like what, what's next for us? Where do we want to go in terms of a career? 
And one of the moves I decided to make was I knew that I wanted to get moved from education into corporate learning and development. So very similar to where my client is right now. I wanted a change, but I needed some more information. So I knew I wanted to be in the whole world of human potential, but I thought I thought I, the next step for me, I felt was some, somewhere in corporate America. And as I did some research and did lots of learning, I found that there's this whole field of learning and development and leadership development in the corporate world that was emerging and becoming more and more popular. So I, I, I learned some more just as I advised my client this week to learn some more, gather some more information and actually found a master's degree in training and performance improvement that I could do online that I thought would be a really nice bridge to get me from the edu- world of education into the corporate world, because that can be a little bit of a tricky jump to take. So I ended up enrolling in this master's program, which was a kind of a, a huge step and doing everything I had to do around that, including, you know, applying financial aid, all of that stuff. And I actually started the degree, I believe it was sometime in the summer of 2010. So funny how it all just kind of blurs together now. And just continue my blog, continue writing every single day. And um, I remember the feeling of getting really discouraged from um, the path of teaching because I, I had been teaching at one school and ended up they didn't need me for the next year. So I actually had the summer where I was like, I have no idea what I'm going to do in the fall. I don't, I don't even have a job at this point. But it, again, it was like a whole serendipitous thing that happened and everything ended up just working out perfectly for me. I found it. I was definitely wondering, you know, whether or not I was going to be able to get back into education or if I was going to jump into corporate when the school year started. And I busted it out in the summer just looking for jobs and trying to figure out where to go, but nothing nothing came to fruition. Um, a couple little hits came across that actually did lead me to the next thing, but nothing that um, I could, you know, sink my teeth into. So I had to go back and teach in August of 2010. But by, I think it was about September, I had actually been offered a job a whole new job, a whole new company in this world of corporate learning and development at Rosetta Stone, which was the perfect transition for me because I was a Spanish teacher. And so this opportunity came up for me to be a trainer for Rosetta Stone and um, very pretty quickly, like it, well, actually from the get-go, it was obvious that it didn't really matter where I lived because I was going to be working from home and traveling. So I just think about, wow, what an intense transformation I had that year from being a classroom teacher every day to by the end of the year, I was working from home, traveling and doing something totally different from where I started in the year. And I really, I can a hundred percent tell you that the reason why is because I stayed focused. I kept my eye on the prize of positivity and goodness and appreciation and that opportunity manifested for me. And so even more than that, after I started the role and did a few trips from that small Asheville airport, we started exploring opportunities to move to other cities. And actually by the end of 2010, we had made the decision to move to Atlanta. So our move-in date, I think, was December 30th, very end of 2010. And we moved here. And all I can tell you is our 
the trajectory of our whole life changed because of that. So as I watched my client go through this whole, you know, scenario of making a decision, you know, I, I said, first and foremost, you got to gather some more information until you have the the facts down and the information in a good place. It's very difficult to make a good decision. But right after you have just enough information, not all the information, just enough to make that next step or think that next thought about what's possible, the very next next thing to do is to start focusing all your energy on how well things are going now, on what you appreciate now, on all the abundance that's in your life now. So if you're in a place of needing to make a decision or wanting to reinvent some area of your life, I want you to think about what you can bless and be grateful for now. And this is an active practice. I know you've heard me talk about gratitude multiple times on the show, but if you haven't gotten out your gratitude journal and started actually writing down gratitude, then nothing is going to shift for you. As you go through your day, you know, it's not just writing in your gratitude journal and closing it up and putting it beside your bed. It's every single day. How can you actively look around and bless the things that are in your life, bless the people in your life? One of my favorite things to do right now when I'm having a, a challenging time with with people in my life, but I want to keep my energy in a positive place is I just say to myself in my head, may you be blessed to that person. I do this with my kids when I'm having challenging times with them. I do this with people that I work with when I'm having challenging times with them. May you be blessed. This is another way to keep your energy focused on the good in people and focused on the good in your life. And when you're blessing them, you're also blessing yourself. So I want you to think about as you consider perhaps some type of reinvention in your life. First first off, ask yourself the question, what area of my life longs for a reinvention? And then ask yourself, what can I do to love that area of my life now? I hope this gives you some fuel and some momentum to reinvent your life in the most beautiful way possible. And even if there's not something that you want to reinvent in your life right now, I encourage you to focus on the good and focus on the blessings and just see how your life shifts as a result. I hope you have a wonderful day today and I look forward to talking with you tomorrow. That's a wrap for this episode of the Morning Light Show. If you enjoyed today's show, please subscribe and share with your loved ones. And for more insights and inspiration, check out my website at firstleadyou.com. Thanks again for listening, and I'll catch you next time.